are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. All right, welcome to episode 40 of the Improv Save My Life podcast. I'm your host, Tom Boyer. This episode is brought to you on Bits, the Boston Talk Station. Um, this week's co-host is Kelsey Judge Buckley. Hey. What's going on? Uh, Kelsey is a member of Emerson's Stroopwafel. 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 <laughs> <Kid> butchered it. <laughs> um, and she's also an usher at Improv Asylum. Uh, today's guest is Mary Lodgington. What's going on, Mary? How's it going, brother? Good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like that was like to the audience yeah, at home. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Just wait for their feedback. Any minute now, we'll get it. We got it. They're good. Let's roll. Um, Mary is a member of the most things that I've ever had the list. Uh, she's on Improv Asylum House Team. She is at Improv Boston Harold Night on Garbage Town. She's an OK Cowboy, Just Suspects, and Buzzcow. She is also the event coordinator at Improv Asylum. Yeah, events manager. Events manager. Just the same thing, yeah. Uh, I miss anything? Uh, I think that's it. Nice. If not, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's impressive amount of stuff, and I, I I like that kind of drive. Like that's, I mean, that's crazy amount to me. But <laughs> it, it's, it's it's good. I try to. I'm trying to do as much stuff as I can, but I I don't think I could keep up that pace. Yeah, it, it's weird how it works out. I feel like every day of the week is dedicated to a different wow. team. So that's on my side. I also think it's one of those things you never know you're in it. Or you, it's like happens when you least expect it. I feel like I just picked up a lot of momentum. So nice. Um, so do you want to just take me through um, kind of like where you grew up and how it led you into improv? Yeah, uh, kind of an interesting story, at least I think. But um, well, I grew up in Somerville. I grew up in Davis Square. Um, way before it was cool. Like I was like some <laughs> of the only kids in the neighborhood because it was. Tufts was still there, so it's still very much like college oriented and like blue collar. So, um, my family owned a jewelry store in Davis Square, so I spent a lot of time in Davis um, before the bike path was paved. It was just a dirt, dirt train tracks like that kind of like old school stuff. Um, and then we moved uh, to Arlington, which is where my family resides now. When I was like fifteen. Um, so it's like really hard for people are like, where are you from? I'm like, well, <laughs> I grew up in Somerville, but my family, whatever. Uh, so in both my families, like from a lot, most of my family still lives in Somerville, and my family lives in Arlington. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm from Boston and the area. Um, and then kind of how I got into improv is interesting to me because I <laughs> did not expect to be here and to do this. I had like a total different um, trajectory when I Went into, I think it all starts with college. I went to college um, wanting to be a athletic director. In high school, I was, like, super involved. I, like, did everything. I, like, was the manager for a lot of sports teams. I, like, basically just started working for the athletic director in high school, and then I started helping other people out. And then I was like, this is what I want to be. I want to be an athletic director. Um, so I went to school for that in Providence, a place called Johnson & Wales University. Um, my degree was in sports, entertainment, and event management. That's important, and I'll come back to that later. <laughs> uh, and I, I did that. I kind of concentrated on sports and teamwork and coaching for the first two years. And then I met this awesome professor who, like, changed my life. She showed me conventions um, and kind of that management side of it. And when I found out I could travel for free and do that, mm -hmm. I was like, that's what I want to do. Nice. Um, so I did that. And then my senior year of college, I actually landed this awesome internship out in California um, where I lived there for like four months and just just worked. Like that was a cool thing about Johnson Wales. It's like it's very much hands-on school type of like apply yourself. Um, that's how you get credit. Um, so I got that internship and it was one of those internships, I don't know about the schools you guys go to, kind of like I feel like the LA program at Emerson where it's like if you go to there, you're going to like, it means you've like you've like really made it or like it's like a big deal. Like that was kind of the same deal with this company it was like, if you got this internship, you were going to get a job, you were like set. So when I got it, I was like, great, my life's planned for me. Kind of dusted off. Then <laughs> uh, I went and it was awesome. But were, were it was, you, yeah. Were you as driven like back then at about that particular field? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's just like me in a nutshell. It's just I'm pretty much 
if I want something or if I think something's worth something, I really apply myself as much as I can. Um, and I, but I, so this kind of, this, this internship was in, so two, was is in California. So I was based in San Francisco. Okay. Wow. Um, but then I probably only spent like my weekends there. Like oh. I felt like, um, but I, yeah, it was different towns. I mean, California is huge. You guys, I don't, I couldn't like Guilford. Uh, California is uh, the garlic capital of the world, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I know that now. Um, I lost my phone in a place called Los Gatos, uh, California. Like, it's, <laughs> like the little things like that uh, that I just, I remember. Um, but it was 2009. So that's like the year no one, like everyone, like everything went to shit. Yeah. So the company that normally um, kind of does, would hire, didn't hire anybody and fired a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. So I was sent back to Boston, where I scrambled. <laughs> um, and I was kind of looked at my, what I've done, I did sports, I did event stuff. What's this, and what's the entertainment side? I didn't really touch anything in school, and I was like, I'll try that um, out. And I just even happened to remember that the Improv Asylum was here. I had never been here before. Um, I worked here. And kind of saw Stacy's email that they were looking for interns, and that was a lot of the life advice people were giving at the time. Were like, do an internship um, until you can get paid. So I took it. Um, I funny. I flew back um, on a Thursday. Met Stacy on a Friday. She offered me an internship, and I graduated the following Monday. Wow. Um, and then I started working here. So this was two thousand nine. Was two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got here. And then I think into improv, obviously, you're like here. I mean, you guys can probably feel like once you saw stuff, you're just like, I want to try that. I want to do that. And I've always been a ha like a ham. I feel like that. Like, I feel like when people do talk, like when I was younger, people were like, you should be a comedian. And I was like, that's not realistic. <laughs> um, so I I never really pursued it as a, in my younger years. Did it feel weird being an employee first and then getting into classes. So oh, yeah. I feel like it goes the opposite. Oh yeah, I, if anything, I was like, that was the biggest uh, insecurity I had, was like, I didn't want it, I didn't want people to like, I don't know, I just kind of was like, no, I'm doing this because I have to, and then when I was like, um, at the time, classes were free for employees, and they were like, I was like, yeah, I'm just doing it because it's like a perk, why not, right? Like, you know, it's free, why not? I'm not going to not do it. Uh, and then whenever I started to like, really love it and really get it, it became like, well, I want people to think I'm funny because I'm funny and not because I work here. How, how far along would you say that was before you decided that would, this was it for you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I still decided that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think, like, so it took me a while to get through the training center too because I, I chose work over performing. So I like... They probably know. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, hear that, Norman Chet? Uh, and they, so it took me a while to, like, finish, because I would, schedules would change, and I needed someone to do the, like, I did a lot of the day box office stuff here for a while, once I was an intern, I started working in the theater, and then once I was in the theater for a while, I started working up here. So I actually did, I haven't worked, uh, I worked in the corporate office starting in 2010, um, and then... Yeah, so it just took me a while. Once I got into the corporate office and I had, like, the nights free, that's when I, like, really finished it. And I think the point of, like, I really like this was probably when I, when I got on house teams and when I, like, yeah, is when it really became clear that it was something I wanted to get really good at. Nice. Mm -hmm. What would you say the first big project you tackled or first outside of, like, Improv Asylum, like, like a group you joined or, like, the first thing that you... Uh, the first thing I think I could call my own was definitely like WNBA, which is, in retrospect, now knowing it's probably one of the biggest things that have helped me. Um, like I still go to IB and I'm on a cast at IB now, but I wasn't for a while, but people knew me because of WNBA and I thought that was like, oh, that was really cool. That was like, they're like, oh yeah, you're on, I saw you in WNBA, I went up against you in a cage match with WNBA and I was like, oh, okay, cool, like that's, that's pretty cool. So, um. That was the first thing, and that was actually Jeremy's advice. When I the first time I auditioned for next team didn't make it, he I was like, "What else can I do?" He's like, "Oh, I'll start a team." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> I can't. I can't think of like a more talented group just from top to bottom. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, I think the male equivalent would probably be the just suspects, which is yeah. that you're a part of as well. <laughs> <laughs> now I am. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I think when the just suspects started, they used to like perform in this very room from like three to four on Fridays. I was like, guys, I can't eat. That's like when I work. Um, and then for them, for me, if I knew at that time, or if you would tell me that at that time, that's what they were like, where they are now yeah. is where they ended up, I would have. I would have never believed you. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, yeah, the, the male equipment probably would be just suspects. And then, I guess he couldn't call the male yeah, equipment anymore. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. At the time, it was, and then I think that's funny because at least when I, when I started house teams and stuff, there was like no indie teams, in my opinion. Like the only people who did anything like different was Awkward Compliment. And those guys still made sense because it was like Patty and DeBello and, and Gudernach and like those guys like, They've had it figured out. Um, so, like, to like then now that it's so common that people are in indie teams, I'm like, it feels like I feel I feel like us in WNBA and the Just Suspects. I feel a little bit responsible for that, and I'm like glad <laughs> that it has become something. Like, you can do whatever you want. You don't have the house teams doesn't make mean anything. Right. It doesn't have to make anything. I started Eaglecomb after I saw Aqua Compliment show like on the Thursday, and then we had class. I think on the following Monday, yeah. and I was just like, hey guys, uh, Brian Patterson said that there was a show that we could do in Cambridge, and uh, we could do it next Monday. Like, I just picked like my five favorite people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird though, yeah. like, we didn't like put a lot of thought to it, and like, now we've, we've come a long way, like, it's, it's crazy, oh. like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And it was funny, at WNBA started because we all randomly were like, we should just do a show, just feel what that's like. And we all really liked each other, we're all really good friends. And then whenever it was like, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it. And then we started, we met every week, and then we, then we started doing cage matches and doing, getting into festivals is when it like really was a big deal. I've only got to see a couple WNBA stuff, and it's just mostly like when you guys come back, mm-hmm. like, you did like uh, last uh, Wednesday night, or right. uh, when mm-hmm. Chelsea was in town. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that kind of came around maybe after you guys stopped performing so much. Yeah. Well, whenever um, I think we did last fall. Yeah, last fall is when like Kelsey and Aaron knew they were going back to LA. Vicky was right on the heels of the main stage. Ashley was kind of doing like her own like thing and then she got K and A. Like it just like felt like felt like the writing was on the wall and I'm like, let's just end it. Let's just you know, to say it's it's over just means we're not actively looking to perform right. anymore. But we're all I think we'll always be a group. Um but it just made sense. It was like the I was like I want to end on a high note. Let's just let's just do it. So we did that show. Um we're gonna do a small set on Monday for Ashley at Hennessy's just because she is that's like a couple days before she actually leaves and um, and it will just be me, Vicky, Catherine, and her. So nice. That will just make the reunion so much sweeter. Though. Yeah, yeah. You are all uh, very funny, but very different. Like nobody's really that similar, which is is, is a great. What makes a good cast? Mm-hmm. You're all super friendly. Yeah. Like, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, wait, they're also all true. like they're all just like a little bit older than me, like varying and like. Like, obviously very funny and talented. Yeah. I was like, wait, but they're so nice. Yeah. So I'm not intimidated yeah. by them. Yeah. I don't know what speaks to that, uh, except that I think we're all just nice people. Nice people. <laughs> or, and then I think that's just the community, too. I think you can't be mean in this environment. Like, you can't have, like, I don't know. It's just, like, you can't be not inviting. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's not within, like, who we are as improvisers to, like, totally be like, excuse me. Like, you yeah. know, you welcome people. And yes, I am, right? Yeah. Say please. Say please. <laughs> Um, so, started you're, now you're the events manager, mm-hmm. is that correct? Um, that just sounds like an interesting job to me. Yeah, um, it's very cool. It's, again, when I kind of got it, I was like, what do you do when you found your dream job? You're like, because I started working here, and I really loved comedy. Like, yeah, I've always loved comedy, but like when it clicked, I was like, this is this is a cool thing. This is an important thing, yeah. So, you were interning, and then they offered just a... Hire you full time. I was interning, and then whenever, like, so when I came back, I interned, and I was, like, working at a part, another part-time job, and I was just started interning more, and I was like, hey, Stacy, if you want to pay me to be your intern, and, like, your assistant, that'd be cool, and she was like, 
Yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, and then I worked downstairs, and I was an usher for like a hot minute, and I was like, that's the worst job ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would rather sit in a box office, and at the time, I was here before we renovated, and the box office was the size of a closet with a stool in it, and um, it was really cool. Um, and I, so I did that, and then whenever, there was another woman here before me who was in the same job, she just, she's moving, and they, Stacy randomly was like, hey, can you come in for a meeting? And I'm like, sure, and next thing you know, it's with her, Chet Norm, and they're like, offering me this position, like, I didn't even know I was interviewing for the job, um, and I was like, yeah, I can do that, that's what I, that's what I did at school, I like, you know, it's definitely, um, it's a little bit more like sales, like, I am definitely like selling a show. Um, but for the most part, people come to me and are just looking for fun, a fun place and a fun thing to do. And then that's what I give them. That's what I give them, guys. <laughs> like, like the candy man. I do. Just making the world. Like, oh, you want to, yeah. So it's fun. I get a lot of weird inquiries every now and then. And, yeah. What's, can you divulge any of this? Uh, the weirdest one, the weirdest one I've ever, ever had. And it's not, people get call up for weddings. Weirdly enough, like, people want us to perform at their wedding. Uh, yeah, right? And we've done, since I've been here, we've done one, like, that, like, was normal. Like, where they're like, hey, we're just doing a small wedding. We're not even having a DJ. We just want something. We This improvisation is where we met. If you could just come perform at our wedding. That was, like, cool. And they, they liked that. Uh, this one inquiry I got from an event planner, and she's like, look, I want you to really come meet my, um, my this couple that I'm working for. The theme I thought of the, it was going to be a funeral no, person. <laughs> Not yet, Tom, but now I know what I'm going to do next quarter. I'm going to start targeting those funerals. Um, definitely. Oh, my God, and their obituaries? I could just call off of that? Oh, that's such a great idea. Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> she goes, oh, they, they have a theme wedding. It's bunnies and improv. <laughs> I'm not lying. I will find them the YouTube. She okay. then also sent me the YouTube video, which was their invitation. These people are also, I want to say they were like Swedish. Okay. Uh, very <laughs> weird. But anyway, she's like, I would love for you to come see where they're getting married and to meet them. So where they're getting married also happens to be where they live. They lived out in near um, Deer Island, which is like where the big like, the sanitation, sanitation plan. plan. Yeah. They own this big plot of land right outside of it. It's like Deer Island entrance. Vacant lot. Then their windsurfing school is to the okay, back of, of that. Uh, not make again. Did not make this up. And it's like my first year working here, so like Norm came with me, and we're sitting in these people's living room, uh, and they have like people walking in and out in like wetsuits, like <laughs> going to like surf class, and we're like weird. And like Norm's like in his like pitch mode, so he's like trying to like make sense of it. So he's like, yeah, we could do like. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? I'm like silent. <laughs> cannot cannot believe that um, that this is what it was. But essentially, they wanted to bring us in, not to do a show, but to like facilitate improv games during their show. And then they wanted us to like dress in suits and like have bunny ears. Was what it came like. When I remember, like my notes. I wish I saved my notes of like look up pricing for for, for realistic bunny ears. I'm like I just, they wanted realistic. They wanted yeah. and I, I feel like we were in the car on the way back, and I was like, yeah, we're not doing that gig. And I went, okay, thank God. Um, you could have improvised scenes with bunnies. You, yeah, <laughs> the other it, it gets better, you guys. Are you ready for the one the, the thing that gets better? Uh, the the groom. I'm like, wait, because we when we first even like got to meeting them, we kind of threw out this like outrageous price, which was like I thought was way too much, but they didn't gawk at it. So I'm like, okay. Well, they are, they own a windsurfing school. Oh, duh, and they yeah. own. The, but well, here's here's why, this is where they get their money, not from the windsurfing school or the vacant lot. <laughs> Uh, the guy is one of the guys who, like, broke Vegas, like, that, like, 21, uh, okay. I forget his name, like, I googled it, and I finally was who like, I don't, I don't know, I've never seen the movie, read the book, so that's really bad <laughs> of me, uh, but I just remember, like, reading, he, in, like, the, there's, like, a website for the book, and there's, like, bios of each of them, and there was a picture of him, his name, and, like, his involvement, and I was like... <laughs> Did you have money from that? I, I guess. Wow. Uh, or money from selling the rights to the book and the yeah. movie, I, I'm guessing. But I, yeah, that was, that's that's definitely goes down as the weirdest um, thing I've ever, inquiry I've ever done. See, I love bunnies and improv as a theme because, like, if that were, like, a bat mitzvah theme, yeah. I'd be like, okay, you're 13. But, like, for adults. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, like, the idea of, like, spontaneity and, like, rabbits are so spontaneous. I, like, don't. <laughs> 
I can't. I just. I'm still like. I can't wrap my mind around it. And the best part is all the elements make it sound like an improv scene because it's like yeah. so many like piecemealed, yeah. weird offers. I just remember being like, who would want to do this? Like, and I know a lot of these actors like on a personal level, and I know a lot of them like hate the corporate event, corporate yeah. gigs because they're like they're corporate gigs. They're like you know usually people who don't want to be there, and you know you have to keep referencing accounting and like, <laughs> can't swear. So like sometimes they're not they're not your like place to be creative and like in, in like really groundbreaking it's like right. time to like pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, know, I feel like i would definitely want to do that the the improv funny wedding yeah <laughs> on a bacon hot on a deer island in people in wetsuits yeah <laughs> I want that. Windsurfing school. Never. I'm like, they own a windsurfing school <laughs> in Boston. Okay. Uh, Do you think the bunnies would have been running around just oh, yeah. on their own? Yeah, this lady was. She loved it. She loved it. loved everything. And like, basically, then I remember also there was like the idea of like, is Norm like? I remember thinking like, Norm's gonna officiate this wedding <laughs> in a bunny suit. Like it was that. Yeah. But we ended up not doing it just because. Yeah. At some point, I think Norm had to be like. Even if the money was great, I can't ask people to, you know, I don't know. It just, it just, it made a ton of sense to say no, so, <laughs> which is rare. We don't, we don't say no a lot, obviously, because, yes, and. Let's say, I've always thought you were funny mm-hmm. since seeing you, like, on house teams and stuff, but over the last six months or so, I, I, I don't know if, if something, have you noticed the difference? Um. Because I think they're just amazing now. Like, uh, every, like there's certain people when you see them coming out like with a group, like yes, this is mm-hmm. gonna, so they're gonna deliver, mm-hmm. and I, I always get that with you. So thank you. It's an awesome compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think uh, like on a personal level, like I've, I've changed my gears. I think as far as like what I want to do. Like I, at some point, I had made, I think so, like self consciously or but subconsciously rather had made a decision that, like, I want to be successful at improv, and I want to be a professional improviser. I want to do that. I want to do that. Whatever that looks like, being on the main stage, taking this someplace else, whatever, I want to try to pursue that. So whenever I made that, like, I had, like, a, it was, like, a one-track mind, and I only thought there was one way to get it, which is, like, you know, do all these classes, you know, only audition for NXT and house teams. Like, that was, like, my only thing that I did. And then I just kind of was, like screw it, I, that doesn't mean, you know, it's the, not the end-all, be-all. And then I think once I, like, open that door wide enough, the floodgates kind of open. Yeah, like, like, that never even occurred to me. Either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and now I'm kind of, and I think just, just changing my point of view as far as, like, just keep doing it, play with other people. I auditioned for IB and made a team. Like, that, I think the the mix of a lot of those things kind of just helped me realize, like, get it a little bit more. Um, do you want to talk about Harold Knight? Harold Knight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. Um, I, I, I auditioned for, I almost like didn't, I almost had did an audition for IB, but I was like, whatever, it's open. Which time slot did you do? I did like a 2.30 on a Saturday. And I remember like going in and, and the room was like totally different than like house teams. I mean, and I'm totally like biased for house teams because I, I know all you guys. Like I like, I'm like, cool. Tom's here. Cool. Kelsey's here. Cool. Like, all right, cool. Like, we're all going to do this. And it feels, like, comfortable. But there it felt like I didn't belong. And also I feel like it It just, I didn't know what to expect. So it was, like, a whole other level of experience. I just had to keep telling myself, you got this. You know how to improvise. You don't need to show them, like, everything. Just be you and, like, sell it. And I did, and I never got a callback. I was like, what? And then I got a callback for, I didn't know at the time, so at Herald Night, there's Top Shelf, which is, like, the first teams that go at, 10, at 7.30. And then there's Fresh Blend, which is at 9.30. And I got a callback for a Top Shelf team. And I was, like, didn't know, again, didn't know. And then finally, kind of, like, people are like, oh, did you hear back? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's your callback? I'm like, Top Shelf? And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, only, like, only certain people, like, who were, like, kind of within the community got that callback. And I was like, oh, must be a mistake or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I, don't know. I was just, was like, totally, like, kind of cool about Thought that was really awesome. Um. And then seeing all those guys at that audition, I remember being like, yeah, these guys know they're funny. This is awesome. Um, and then I got on a team, uh, a Fresh Blend team, which is 
cool too because those are like it's the newer up and coming people and I think it was just yeah, I've, like, I've never done a herald before like I've never really like practiced it and all those guys are like in years into the herald program so it was kind of like all right that makes sense yeah uh, Matt Walzak mm-hmm. he's on your team he's on my team awesome guy yeah love him so much so funny that was, that was a great, another great thing about this whole experience was like meeting and talking to other people and like seeing different people perform has been so cool me and my mother oh, no, I was just gonna ask how is the transitioning into doing Harold since like you oh I again I think I love it so much because it's it feels like it feels like work it feels like progress like it feels like this is the big goal that we're all trying to get to and here's and we can only get there if we all work together and like you keep you keep at it you keep at it you get closer you get better here's like one thing to keep it it's just like a lot it's a totally different than like here where like house teams you're almost inventing like you're trying to be creative you're trying to break the mold and be experimental so it's cool to kind of be like Here's your framework now. Play with it. Um, so that's been I love I love that part of it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you see improv being a career for you? Like, do you want to be main stage? Yeah, I think I, I would be lying if I said I didn't. And I I, I would love it. Um, did but you try out for NXT? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know. I kind of. It's like what I think it's what I want. I I think I have kind of with like you know, like I said within the last six months realized there are different ways to like get that type of level. So I'm open to it. I definitely want to. I've committed this far, you know. Gotta keep gotta keep going. Yeah, I think you would have a good shot yeah. relatively soon. Um. Did you hear that, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> but then, how does um that then work in terms of? Uh, your job because has anyone ever worked in corporate and then no. done either NXT or no? It's a no, no. Yeah. Has anyone worked in corporate and done house teams? No. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, a trailblazer. No, I, <laughs> uh, I mean, like a part of me is like, but half of the corporate staff is like Jeremy, Norm, Chet. You know, yeah. like they're like all people who. But like Brian's yeah. really talented. Brian's super talented. Go see God Meets Musicals, everybody. Um, and, yeah, but he, he doesn't do it. Like, he's... Yeah. I feel like him and Challen, who's the other person who works now, has, are, like, like improv, but are totally, like, that's your... Like, that's, like, other people's things. Like, not <laughs> our thing, you know? And they can appreciate it and have a good eye for it, but I think they're, like... Um, Brian's, like, a classically trained theater mm-hmm. dude, so he's got the throat of a golden angel. Uh, so... Yeah, um, but no, no one's ever done that before. I don't know what that, I think it's like, I don't like to think of that too much. No. Um, I do think like there will be a point where like I'm have to like, what's going to give? No, I mean, it's the same as any other job. Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know. So I'm kind of, I haven't made any quick decisions yet, but it's something I've definitely like thrown around. Nice. What, what do I do? Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Um, how, did, how did you get into improv? Um, so I was at a college org fair uh i was walking through the aisles and this guy said hey do you do improv and i was like oh you know like i'm in a drama i was in drama club in high school we would play games and stuff and he was like come audition like come have fun with us and that was the thing that really struck me because everyone else like and this I is like know, the movie pitch perfect yeah essentially like <laughs> only he wasn't britney snow <laughs> but uh i actually just watched that for the first time the other night it's so. pretty good i'm glad <laughs> that i did I, that was the thing, though. I was between improv and acapella, and I'm so glad I picked improv because I would so much rather be friends with funny people than friends with people who can sing. There's a couple improvisers that are like uh, yeah. Brian Augusta. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love singing, and I miss it a lot. Like because I did chorus and stuff like that in high school, but I prefer improv so much um, in terms of like a group to be friends with and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he was like everyone else. I don't know if this is Emerson or college or what, but like everyone else was kind of like. Yeah, audition for us, whatever. Like, we don't care. Right. But, like, that group, and especially that guy, his name's Chris Harrison, um, were, like, so nice and so accepting and so welcoming. And, like, I just wanted to go audition and have fun with them. And an audition, my first real improv scene ever, because before in high school it was always just games, uh, was with Aaron Berry. And I remember being <laughs> like, she is so good. <laughs> um, and then I got a callback, uh, and it was 
the most fun because then I was auditioning not just with the people in the group but with other people and I remember thinking like oh they're all gonna get in like I'm not but like they will and then I did and also like one of my best friends so not at the time we became best friends um and then that's how I made my best friends in college pretty much um so then one of whom is uh Mookie mm-hmm. who worked uh, as the admin here for a while uh and so she told me about an opening for a natural position uh, and that's how I started working here. Nice. I wish I did it. I feel like what 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 would I? I mean, Johnson Wales didn't have really any sort of thing like that. Um, but it's funny because my first, I feel like my first improv like experience was this kid Frank that I like. We used the same major as me. We did like everything together. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't do this like improv thing. You should like them or whatever. And I'm like, all right, fine. Um, and I loved it. I remember being like, those guys are so funny. So that like opened my mind to like improv and like comedy in that yeah. way so but never had any like college experience with it so. and I've, I've always loved watching it and yeah like even now like watching college groups like it's so fun because it's so clear that we aren't like we don't know anything but like it doesn't matter it's fine <laughs> like we're just having fun well the scene here about i mean i've watched it for a while for the college scene is like great it's stacked yeah i mean emerson has like three four some yeah. of them sketch i'm guessing but yeah, there's, yeah like a couple Eight, I want to say what like groups okay most of which are sketch and then we have okay. three improv group one okay. long form one short form which is us and okay. one they do like different st- structures and also sketch gotcha. so they're kind of like right. all so uh, there's a lot of groups and seriously Bennett has been a big stepping point like for a lot of these guys yeah and- have you ever gone head to head with him? We competed in the college improv tournament, uh, and that was awesome because I don't know if it's like our group style or whatever, but like um, for whatever reason, we had never competed before in our entirety of existing as a group, and so um, that was our first time. And it was like me and the other guy who were running it at the time were like, "Let's just do it." Like the worst that could happen is we lose, mm-hmm. and. Um, so then we got past the first round and we got to the last round, which we were not expecting at all because we had never competed before. And it was us, um, Seriously Bent, uh, Tufts group, um, uh, Cheap Socks, and um, Providence's group in Providence, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, it um, and I was really proud of us because we had never competed. We did like really well, I thought, and we we beat in Providence, uh, and we got third in New England, so, and nice. then it was seriously fun right above us, so that was really awesome, especially since I knew so many people on it, to mm-hmm. really feel like. Do you guys, like, perform, like, I feel like you have shows all, like, do you get to do shows for people at Emerson? Oh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, we do, like, a show a month, That's... and then we also do stuff around, like, the, probably the most fun I had last year Besides all the festivals, so I shouldn't say that at all. The festivals were the most fun. But um, the coolest thing we did in Boston, I thought, um, last semester was we did a show at the hostel. Uh, so half the audience was, like, all these European travelers, and then half the audience was Emerson kids. Yeah. And they both liked it. So it was it was really funny yeah. the way it worked out. <laughs> That's what I tell people in my sales pitch. It's a great way to get everyone on the same page really quickly. So I just remember there was this one woman. I don't know if she was Swedish or what, but she was just glaring <laughs> at me the entire time. Yeah. And like I made a Breakfast Club reference, and I remember <laughs> like like seeing her at the corner of my eye, just like shake her head, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, she hates me. And then at the end of the show, she came up to me and she was like, in her little Swedish accent, she was like, very good job. And I was like, oh, that's just her face. It's fine. <laughs> Um, is the dual thing official? Yeah, I just met with the tech uh, and Miss Kylie Fitzgerald to talk about it. Um, as I'm like now weirdly really, really excited about it. Before I was like, I pitched it. Idea. We pitched it, I feel like forever ago. And then finally Jeremy was like, let's talk about this <laughs> seriously. And um, he was like, let's put it up in September. And I was like, uh. Is that okay. why they've been coming to some of the shows? What was that? Is that why they've been coming to some of the Hennessy shows? Uh, no, I don't, maybe. I, I don't know officially, but possibly. But I know he just also, I know Norm is a big component of the Hennessy shows. Like, that's how, like, him and Chet started. They used to, like, do improv at, back when the Hard Rock was on Clarendon, and they used to just do shows for people not paying attention. Um, so for Norm, it's, like, a really, it's, like, sentimental, I think. He won't say that, but in my mind, I think he comes to, see, like, love seeing people trying to do it. And like try like like finding a space, doing it at a bar, because um, that's that's will get you that will he says will get you to like where will get you better. Um, 
And then I think Norm just likes to, I think Jeremy just likes to perform with Norm and do their two-person show. So, um, but that, yeah, the duel is a improv competition. Uh, we narrowed down, it's going to be against three teams each week. Um, so for four weeks, and on the fifth week, there'll be the, the finals. Um, and it's going to, judges decide it, and there's going to be some fun tech stuff we're going to do. That was... Not something I expected, but then once the ball, the ball started rolling, and we're like, we'll do this and this. So it's going to be, like, really fun. Um, and me and Teddy Myers are going to co-host it, along with Kylie, who's going to be, like, our main judge. Um, and the judges will be Kylie, whoever will be, like, the guest host for, like, Booby Trap that week, or whoever, like, so it's kind of variable. And then my favorite addition to the show, in case it wasn't already complicated enough, uh, a wild card judge from the audience. Whoa. Yeah. Kind of that's them. cool. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good idea. Right? I think but it was entirely judge decided. There isn't like a grander audience vote. No, okay. all judge decide. They'll kind of and it, and it's really not like there's a, we talked about doing like a formal like sheet of like oh I give them five points because okay. they didn't yes and or like you know uh, not like that. It's probably going to be like the three of them and then the the rounds are broken up. Um, there's a seven minute round, a three minute round, and then a minute and a half round. And each round is broken up with like going to the judges to talk about what they just saw, and then uh, Teddy and I do a bit, um, and then we'll go back into the, we'll go back into the show, yeah. Well, the coolest thing about um, the competition that we did was that yeah. we got notes afterwards, and I remember being like, oh, we should do competitions more often, yeah. like, that was really constructive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So will it be ultimate winner at the end? They'll, each show will have one winner, and then the final show on like the 29th, I think, is like the winner of it all. Nice. Yeah. I have an announcement. Yeah. So I'm doing a two-on-two uh, -two tournament. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the uh, bits. The Boston Improv Talk Station presents the Boston Improv two-on-two -two tournament. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a week from Sunday and a week from Monday. Okay. Uh, Sixteen teams. Uh, it'll be a three hundred dollar cash prize. Uh, $10 entry fee, uh, so each team would get seven minutes the first night, so it would be like a 16-team, like, sweet 16 style. Right, right, right. Um, and that's to promote the fact that it's, this network is going to go uh, live with five days of programming, when, uh, a new show every day of the work week, uh, starting September 1st, so... I don't know. I was just trying to promote the yeah, network, get people awesome. talking. <clears throat> Congrats. That's so cool. Yeah, and I think it'll be cool. Uh, the first night is going to be at the Bostonia Public House. Oh, cool. And then the second night, we're going to do it at Hennessy's um, in place of the Just Comedy for that nice. night. Um, yeah, so I think it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to open it up to anybody that wants to enter. I'll, I'm going to post all the details and... Uh, like when you can register, but the, whoever the first sixteen people that respond, teams that respond, yeah. can get in. Hopefully, it'll be sixteen teams that are interested. I would imagine that would be. I think so. There's such a weird. Um, it's not weird. It's not the right word. Uh, like, a, like I think it's weird because it happens organically. Like need or want to do a lot of these two person type things. I. I, I really like to. Yeah. Two people I mean, stuff. TJ and Dave is like the whenever people are like, what, what what do you look up? What are you inspired by in improv? And I'm like. Something like along the lines of TJ and Dave is like awesome to to say you can accomplish that is really cool. So to like start those reps now is like even cooler. Yeah, I think it's something different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So be interesting. Um, do you guys have a best and worst moment on stage you can think of? Chelsea, uh, no. Um, best moment on stage. Uh, there is a moment. I think, weirdly enough, Ben Lewis touched upon it in the podcast, <laughs> uh, that really, or it was really cool. I have a lot of favorite moments with, with my, I just think it's because I love everyone performing so much that I'm like, I like this thing that we did, I like this thing. <laughs> uh, but there was one house team's lottery where, like, Mike Anastasia was down, there was somebody else. It was near Christmas time, so, like, the suggestion was, like, I think it was New Year's. And, like, somehow they had done this weird scene where, like, started off at a New Year's party, but they kept, like, switching to this weird universe where, like, Tony was playing a Chinese person or, like, some sort of, like, ancient Chinese thing. And it would go, it went back and forth for a while. Fuck, weird. It was, like, everyone was, like, what? And it was funny and high energy. People were laughing. 
And I always just swept it. I just went, and kids, that's why we eat Chinese food on New Year's. And it got, <laughs> and like, I, my, I remember Mike Anastasia walked out to, to sweep with me, and he like looked at me, kind of like nodded his head, and then yeah, swept yeah. us again because it got such yeah. a reaction that like, <laughs> it was like the amount of, like, an applause break, essentially. Right. And you're like, that's, that. and I wasn't, it just had kind of, I thought of that at the side. And then doing it, like actually executing it, and not really even doing improv, but just putting a nice little button on it, um, is something that I think is something I do a lot, actually. So I should probably change that. <laughs> I think everyone sort of needs that person in the group. Like, mm-hmm. and it, I think it changes depending on the dynamic. Like, right. I know I've been in the college group I'm in now for three years, and like, I, there was a time when I was that person, and then like now as I like get older like right. I let someone else be that person yeah. and I right. focus more on the construction of scenes or whatever yeah um definitely I think my best moment is a, like a bit more serious just in the sense of um it was right after the Boston Marathon bombings um we were scheduled to have a show and then the dean of students said we couldn't because the universe like the campus was on lockdown right um but then people appear like kept coming up to us and like it's not that we aren't popular, it's just that there are so many groups that, like, there is no one group on campus that's, like, the rock stars. Right. But, like, so we've never really had, like, a, like, a, we have our friends who, like, are really, like, not, like supportive, but, like, um, like, a popular following. And, but, like, people kept coming up to us and being like, could you please have the show? Like, we really need to laugh. And we were like, wow, like, people actually want to see it. Like, okay, we'll try and do it. So we, like, emailed back and forth. We met with her, and she finally agreed to let us have it. Um, and it was our most attended show as since I've been there. Like we packed the entire theater. Um, and then it was that, it was that Friday night that they like, everything sort of came to a close. Like it was like living in Gotham that week. And then like finally at the end of the week, we could all just like take a deep breath. And so like, it was like the announcement was made, um, that like things were like settled. And so, um, everyone was just like in such a better mood and the show went perfectly. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was because we like felt like the pressure of like, oh, they want to laugh, let's make them laugh. Or if people were just like already in the mood to laugh, so they did. But just like so much crazy stuff happened during the show. And then afterwards, everyone was just in a really good mood. So yeah. that was definitely the best show we've ever done That's or cool. I've ever been a part of. Yeah. What about worst moments? So do you want to omit those? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird because like I feel like those are the ones you always remember, but. Yeah, but you don't want to. You don't want to. Remember remember so. <laughs> um, I feel like every. I mean, every time I can't. Every time I start a scene and I can't, we can't get on the same page. I'm mm-hmm. immediately like devastated. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did do it. Well, whatever. Uh, I get frustrated. Um, there have been some like really bad house team auditions. I remember I've done um, where like I've like just not made the easy choice. Like I've tried to be like really clever and been like. Yeah, I collect cats, and like it just was like, no, Mary, you could have just said you had like a real issue, like you're like a, something that everyone could like, you know. Um, I feel like that, yeah. uh, and I also think a lot of my bad moments to come from like the wings, where like I don't, I don't like something, so I don't do anything. Like I don't heighten, I don't, I don't, I'm not a good player. Mm-hmm. I think those are like those shows. I walk away going, that was really bad because I didn't. I didn't help make a choice. I didn't help support my team. At least you're analyzing those moments, so it's just yeah. Um, not to overanalyze it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's those are what I'm like feel worse about um, shows. Is when I'm like, man, I could have made everybody better if I just had edited or like I don't know. I think those those are the ones that hang with me more. The choices I don't make versus the choices I do make. So. Yeah. I know um, during the college improv tournament, like I said, I was really happy about how it went and like I was really proud of us, but there, it was just so like, oh, because um, there was a heckler, but just for us. Mm. And then he got asked to leave by one of the ushers at Improv Boston right after us, and then all the other groups didn't have to deal with him. So we were like, oh, um, it just sucks so much. He was right in the front row, middle row, and he yelled after everything. And we, we talked about it afterwards, and we were like, should we have addressed it? Should we have done the whole, like, let me just close this window? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, bird won't shut up. Yeah. Should we have done something? Or should we have <laughs> bird ignored it? Bird yeah. won't shut up is awesome. <laughs> bird just Ugh. walking away. Um, like, what should we have done? Um, and so the reason why that was bad, like, it wasn't his fault. It was honestly, like, personally, like, I felt my fault because I was so in my head up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just, I, I, used to, I used to be on bump, and I would take time off, and I, I think, like, make like re-audition I'll, I'll possibly re-audition but bump was 
crazy. And I think a lot of my favorite fun moments happen there because you're like thrown into such craziness uh, to like make everything make sense. But actually, we did. We used to do shows at the Davis Square Theater, and my parents came, which my parents like. They're supportive, and I'll say like that, like wishy-washy, because my mom's always kind of like, what's this acting thing? What's this going to get out of your system? Um, they came, and I remember being like, oh my god, this is it. Um, in the first act of the show, we used to do a bunch of like short-form stuff, and we used to like do some short-form musical stuff, and then the second act was like what we did, which was the made-up musical. Um, and the suggestion we got was, um, was like yeast infection. <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, it was like yeast infection, the musical. And I remember being like, oh my god. I like could, I just couldn't function. And I remember being so mad at everybody and myself. And like, I didn't do, like, and then it was like, then people try to make it about something else. Like, they try to make it like about, um, oh, the bread you eat makes yeah. you a zombie. And then other people <laughs> were like, nope, it's the female and ailment. Uh, and we just couldn't, we couldn't, yeah. no one, and I just remember being like, trying to make up a song about getting yeast affection with Mish Whitaker and like like staring at her being like I'm not I can't do this right now and like that was probably my worst moment on stage being like uh, yeah it was like hard you're trying to make a song you're trying to make things make sense and then on top of that you're trying to rhyme and you're trying to sound good and my parents are in the audience and it's just like uh that I feel like I was mortified and I could have I could have quit right there my, my parents were always like, "Oh, we won't, we won't come see your show. We know we'll just make you want, like, because we know you swear. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. You can come." And they finally did. Like, but the other thing is, I wouldn't make them come. Right. So, like, it was sort of this like yeah. impasse. And then finally, they came to go see the hostel show. Actually, and that was the best part. So, it was these <laughs> European people, my college friends, and my parents. Yeah, that was perfect. I get really weird. Like, if my parents want to come to the show, yeah, I. Yeah, I discourage it very highly. <laughs> we all do it. It's like you like don't want to. Even people, I do you know I do shows all the time, and people are always like, "You should come," or they're like, well, "Tell me what your show is," and I'm like, "Okay, it's uh, on a Monday night at a bar <laughs> called Hennessy's." Uh, <laughs> and I'd love for my mom to see improv. Like, yeah. I'd love for her to go to a show, or I'd go to a show with her, but I wouldn't want her to yeah. see what I'm in. All right, so we're gonna get into the made-up movie game. In this game, I will put my iPod on shuffle, whatever the song that comes up, you'll usually use the title of the song to inspire a made-up movie. Uh, how you do this is basically if you're watching a movie on Comcast and you hit the info button, mm -hmm. little blurb that you see, if you could give me one of those. Okay. <clears throat> and then um, from there we'll just make up a couple, a scene or two, how, whatever happens. Okay. Cool. Podcast. Mm -hmm. work. Yeah, I was working. Podcast guys got on podcast. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, all for you by Sister Hazel. Yes. All, it's all, all for you, right? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I actually like that song quite a bit. Um, it's a good song. Um, okay. So, info. Comedy. Rated R. Five stars? Yes. <laughs> um, a bunch of friends own a coffee shop. Uh, they all are trying to make it big, and everything they do, they do for each other. <laughs> Except the coffee shop is failing miserably. Will they all be able to pull it together? Is this close to the plot of Friends? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Find out now. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Sorry oh, I'm opening them up late. Uh, Jonathan, it's like the third time this week. You're late. Yeah, I know, but check it out. I saw your car. Like, it, it was about to get a ticket, so I moved it for you. And then I had to drive around for hours because I couldn't find another spot. <sighs> Jonathan, I told you to give back that copy of my keys. I'm just doing it for you, you know? Uh, everything you do is for me, Jonathan. Hello? Hello? Is anyone working here? Oh, Carol. I'll go get your mocha. Thank you. Jonathan, can you deal with her today? You know? Sure. Gosh, the only thing I do, you know, I, I work at the cleaning service next door. The best you can do is have my lattes and mochas ready for me when I come uh, in. Here's your mocha latte, Carol. Thank you. Put it on my tab, sweetheart. I got it on your $2.50. Yep, I don't, I can't afford that right now. I know you can't, but at the end of the yeah. month when you get your check, you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Car just... Carol, at your break, I'm going to come over. I'm going to do all the laundry. 
that needs to get done at the dry cleaners. Oh, and, gosh. you know, you can just kick your feet up, relax, enjoy that mocha latte. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, exa you know, that's exactly what I needed. I appreciate it. You know, you guys should do something for yourselves, though. I'm telling you, you work too hard. Okay, you should you should just really just close the shop for a day. I'll look over it. You take it and you go. I can't go go. go. I can't go. do anything for me, Carol. No, the only people who can do things for Marnie are Marnie's friends. Marnie can't do anything for Marnie. You know what? Come on, Marnie. You guys go. I'm gonna watch this place. This has got to be the exact same thing as running the dry cleaners, right? You just throw in some soap and call the day. Go. Go. Well, I do have that audition to get to. Do you have my pantsuit ready, Carol? Uh, I brought it with me because I knew you had that audition. <sighs> That's really nice. And I think me. the pantsuit is an excellent choice. Thank you. You are looking sharp. <sighs> oh, I spilled mocha latte. Oh, oh my don't pantsuit. worry about it. I believe it or not, I've got more pantsuits coming your way. Uh, you stole other people's pantsuits from me? Steal is a strong <laughs> word. They're they giving over their yeah. items and I'm taking care of them. You're Quick. not responsible for we, lost items. We cut to a montage of you trying on different pantsuits. <laughs> he and this cranberry one looks lovely. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Throw a scarf on. Take that scarf off. It's too much. Oh, professional and cute. Oh my god, I got this paisley number that you should try on. Throw it on. Ooh, I'm gonna rock the Shakespeare audition. Oh. To be or not to be cute. Oh I man. Am. More scars. <laughs> Throw some more at me. I'll catch them all. Oh, you know what I think you need? I think you just need this darling, this darling uh, black pantsuit. Oh, throw me the black, throw a brooch. Marnie. Marnie Sullivan, you're next. This is it. I know. I got. I'm gonna go back to make sure the coffee shop's all set. You got this. You got Thank this you, morning. Carol. Thank you. You're go welcome. tell Jonathan that I was wrong to snap at him earlier. Okay. He's my best friend. Okay. Go. Okay. Hi, my name is Marnie Sullivan. I'll be reading uh, for the part of Ophelia. Okay. Thank you, Marnie. Um, may I just before you start, may may I compliment you on your pantsuit? Thank you. My it is delightful. Actually, Thank you. reminds me of a pantsuit that I just dropped off for the cleaners. Uh, Carol's cleaners? Yes. She's the best, She's right? the best. She is one of my best friends. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. Just let's get right Guys, down to it. My God, I... you own a pantsuit like that? Of course I do. I'm a modern woman. <laughs> I might look at you in a different light later. Oh, God, please. We're professionals. I'm sorry. Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> no, 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 because I have, to, I have to talk to you about something. I We're all friends here now, as evidenced by that little breach in professionalism. Um, and I really think that I... I to hell with Shakespeare, you know? To hell with, to hell with Shakespeare. To hell with traditionalism. Yes. I want to pitch to you an idea. I want to do a play. It's about these three friends. Two own a coffee shop and one owns a dry cleaners. I think it could be really big, you guys. And I would love, I would be honored, nay, I would be proud to play the lead role in that play. I don't know what's a better title, girls or friends? Hmm. How about girlfriends? How about friend girls? Friend girls has friend a definite girls. ring to it. Definitely friend you girls. You know, oh God, Marty, I your ingenuity and your oh, your go get 'em attitude really is changing my. I, to hell with Shakespeare. To hell with Shakespeare. To hell with Shakespeare. Down with Shakespeare. <laughs> Up with pantsuits. Down, Down with Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Up with pantsuits. Pantsuits. Is that bad? Oh, man. <laughs> A montage of suits being tried on needs to happen all the time. <laughs> Oh, man. I was like, oh, what other suits are there? <laughs> uh, Tracksuits, uh, jumpsuits. Oh, gosh. Just, Robbers. Have we even thought of robbers? Oh. Whole different experience. Uh, those are always my favorite suits. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you guys ever see the NXT show where there was a whole montage? It was like Ashley and Vicky, and then at the time of Michelle Schwartzstein, and they did, it was called Maxinistas, and basically, like, they just, it was just a big build up to a montage of, like, different <laughs> outfits, and it, Killed. Yeah. It was so good. Anyway. Oftentimes I like yeah. to ask <laughs> if I had a female guest, thoughts that pop in my head that yeah. have you ever been shopping with a friend and they just keep coming in and out of the changing room with like different outfits <laughs> go like this or something? It's not really a real <laughs> life I think, experience. I think I a think. lot, yeah. I think a lot of girls will tell you if they have to try on clothes, it's the worst experience <laughs> in their life. Uh, and they're doing it alone. 
The, I feel like the only time I've like really shown anybody what I've worn is like my mom. Exactly. And yeah. it was like for like a wet like is this yeah. appropriate? You have to. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. paying for it. You have to show it to her. It's bizarre what like movie tropes you believe until yeah. you, you actually think about them. I'm like I can't imagine anybody actually doing this. We do have pillow fights. I will oh yeah. And girls. the feathers always, always fly right. everywhere. Definitely. We should yeah. get better pillows. We should. I'll bring that up at the council meeting. Thank you. I've been meaning to go. I've been missed the last two weeks. Okay. We have weekly meetings. We'll, we'll revoke your membership soon. But like, just, um, if you talk and to them. Your dues are Kelsey, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, so, no, because the, the next show we have coming up is the orientation show, and it's all for freshmen. So, if you want to come hang out with a bunch of college freshmen, August 29th. Um, but other than that, um, we have shows uh, starting in September. But you can like us on Facebook, Emerson Stroopwaffle. How, how many people is that for, your orientation? The orientation show is huge, actually, because yeah. it's all the incoming students. Right. So, um, they have two shows uh, on the same night, uh, and we fill... Um, a theater that seats like a lot of people yeah. so both times brag much uh no yeah. i'm just kidding <laughs> um that's really cool well it's not just us it's it's all it's groups, all of them so yeah. what about you mary i think we covered it earlier i <laughs> know uh, um definitely come to herald night if you have especially if you're an ia person and you want to see something a little different i think it will open your eyes to that type of stuff. I've been checking out a lot of IB shows yeah. recently, and um, they're good. You know, yeah. they. I don't know if some people just have it. I, and I've had I had it for a while, just thinking that like I'm part of IA. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. No, <laughs> it's such a small community that you like have to do it all. Like you have to if you really want to try, you have to like immerse yourself in both. Yeah. Um, but Harold Knight, um, the duel, everybody, this thing that I got myself into, uh, come check that out. I think it'll be a lot of fun or it'll be really terrible. Uh, write in and let me know. Okay. And then Tom's going to forward it to me. So that'd be great. All right. Uh, what do I have? Next Thursday, we're at Awkward Compliment. My, that's Eagle Come, my improv group. Um, I'll be at Hennessy's this coming Monday and then... Uh, the Sunday after that will be the, the, the two-on-two tournament that Bits is putting on. Uh, I'd really like people to come out, um, especially, well, I want people to come out both nights, but uh, the first night we're trying out a new venue, and, you know, it's something I, I if it works out well, it might be another chance to get another independent show up and running on a, you know, weekly basis. So uh, the, the more turnout, the better for that one. Um, and starting in September... Bits will have uh, five days worth of programming. Uh, there would be a show by uh, some OK Cowboy guys, okay. Matt and uh, Kevin. No, <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> oh. Teddy. Teddy. Too many names in my head. Uh, there be there's a show by some uh, bus cow guys. Yeah, I love deep vodka. cuts. Yeah. It's I. Oh my god! I listened to Black Barista the other day, and it was the first fun time I've ever heard it, and I smacked them all left. How <laughs> good it like. So dumb and funny. I loved it. I actually got to do one. And, uh, oh, yeah? It was fun. And, it, like, I didn't know what to expect. Because <laughs> yeah. I never really improvised that for that long, like, mm-hmm. staying in one character. Right. Um, and it, I thought it went pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so there'll be five shows. Uh, this is still going to be on Fridays. And then there'll be a show called Throwback Thurscast, which is going to mm. have me and Bill Fryer. We'll just get some nine, not not necessarily nineties nostalgia, but probably a lot of nineties yeah. nostalgia uh, topics, and we'll just talk about them for a couple minutes, like what our, we remember about them, and then we will improvise scenes based on that. Nice. So that should be fun. Yeah. You should call your tournament if you haven't called it. You call it two bits. Mm. Or not? I just thought of that. I like, like two bits. It's bits <laughs> yeah, there are two, two people. people. Two bits. That's Isn't good. it like shave and a haircut? Two bits like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> two, two bits. bits. I think that happened in, um, is that Johnny Depp, uh, the musical where he was a barber? Oh, uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I think, like... It's a demon on Fleet Street. I don't know why I want that to <laughs> No, that's good. That's the yeah. subtitle. That's the subtitle. I think... <laughs> By Stephen Sondheim. So that's <laughs> I think they're, like, singing that, shaving yeah. their hair, cut two bits, and then, like, yeah. kills Yeah, yeah. that's how they uh, communicate uh, to one another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people are dumb. Yeah. All right. Well. So yeah, name your name your uh, <laughs> your cool two person after a 
killing people. <laughs> or just call it the demon barber up, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's really how you really weed out the people, you know? I actually, it's, it's funny that this just came up uh, because during my drinking days, I was smoking a cigarette with a guy and he was the bouncer there. We always got into like arguments about stuff, but we were both trying to figure out what the hell. I forgot it again. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, yeah, yeah, but he came up with the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Street. Yeah. but he couldn't remember the Sweeney Todd yeah. part. Then we're like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The easier the stuff's always hard. And we have a Fleet Street in the North, in the North End. So. Is there a barbershop on there? Someone should. Someone should. Just charge a bitch in. So much. <laughs> you, don't, like, you don't even have to yeah. cut hair. Cut hair. It's like Floyd's Barbershop. Exactly. People just go for the Nirvana song. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. On that note, <laughs> uh, thanks, Kelsey. Thanks. thanks, Mary. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye.